Las Vegas, famous, fabulous playground of the West. A wide open town that never goes to sleep. Vegas! Vegas, baby, Vegas! You're either in or you're out. Right now. My best mates are going to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm told it's incredible. Las Vegas, here we go! Pack your bags and get ready for a different kind of Vegas experience with someone who knows Vegas inside and out. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. With us today is Nicole S. Brown. Now, she's a really multifaceted person, very interesting. Uh, she's from the state of Louisiana, teaches in four different topics, including music, general science, chemistry, and physics, and she's a renowned author, and that's what we're here to talk to her about. Very prolific writer of poetry and so forth, and all different types. Nicole, what a pleasure having you on. Is it something that, with your poetry, are you constantly thinking of different things and different subjects to cover? Yeah, um, you know, some things, you know, stick out, and then some things, you know, I just get inspired by many, many different, in different ways, in many, many different ways, various ways. Well, first of all, I want to tell people, please look up Nicole S. Brown, author, and you will find some sort of poetry that you will love, because she does just about everything. But the latest thing to come out is many more school days, holidays, and all days that lie between. Now, the third, I believe, in a series of these things, which really puts poetry to the whole school experience. Is that right? Yes. You, of course, as a teacher, this was a way of bringing together not only the idea of the subjects you teach, but the holidays, the whole experience. Was that something that kind of like just kind of cries out where this you you experience this every day, what you do for a living, and you wanted to kind of share it? You did it through your poetry? That's correct. And then I, I served as a music teacher for nine years, and I had to put on a lot of uh, different programs over those nine years. So programs were handwritten by me uh and they you know the things were even uh made by me and even some of the songs were uh composed uh written by me uh some of them were direct originals and some of them were to the tune of popular songs the thing with the programs is that uh i wanted to get all of the students involved as many as much as possible because there are some kids that are very musical, and then there are some kids that are not, and then there are some kids that are both. You know that that are um, that like to speak, and and then I wanted to give some of my kids that didn't really like to speak in front of people so that they can speak. Also, I didn't uh, really discriminate uh, against like you know people that were shy and all of that because you know they kids need to have that opportunity to be able to perform or do solos or speaking or get into a movement activity. We did several things. We had instrumental activities, movement activities, vocal activities, and even uh, some acting. So it all came together, and I just compiled them over the years, and they became a book, and then some other subject matter went, up, went right along with it. It just came together. It just came together. From a diversity standpoint, you cover everything, and I think that's because of how you teach, because you teach music, but you also teach the sciences, which you think are two totally different things. You know, it's not just artsy or just academic, it's both. Did that kind of help bring all this together? Well, really, a lot of people think that music and, 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 and science is 
music is a compilation of all subjects because with music you have to deal with the pitch, you know, and the and the amplitude, you know. And in music, I, I put a lot of science in it too. We even made a xylophone out of water, you know, the water and glasses, you know, to teach them the science portion and it talked about how certain parts of the xylophone was uh, longer or shorter dealing with uh, the pitch in that subject. I kind of was able to teach everything, kind of some, some of everything that I do. And then when I taught science, people just wanted to be me to be rigid, but I still did. You know, I still went over and beyond because I wanted to reach all, as many students as possible. Well, let's take, for example, your poem, Periodic Table, which I think is really interesting. People say they really enjoyed it because it kind of took them back to the days of school. We all remember how difficult that was and so forth, but you kind of set up a map and about uh, the elements and so forth, kind of a great way of uh, of trying to learn this kind of difficult topic. <laughs> yeah, I think that if kids had something to have as a mnemonic, something to help them learn, that it would uh that it would broaden their horizons. It would kind of trick them into learning. Uh, even you know, you know, because some people like to teach rigid, and I'm not like that. So I try to use as much as I can. I'm I'm not that good of an artist, but it, it, it were kids in my class that were good, great artists. So uh, when I would describe things, I would grade them on you know I would I would assign them on different things that's built with their different creativity types. That's just how I was. I even brought that poem and had them color in different groups and families in a periodic table as well. And I even uh, wrote poems in some of my previous books about some of the groups and families of the periodic table and there's some in here as well. You know, that's what people really enjoy about not just this book, but all your stuff is it's kind of, and I mean this in the best possible way, it's all over the place. In other words, you'll find something you like here because you, you don't have a, necessarily a formula or anything. You just kind of like talk about a lot of different things and you talk about it through your poetry. Uh, because I guess being the youngest of seven kids, a lot of people didn't want to hear what I had to say, so I wrote a lot. You know, that's interesting. Come from a big family and so forth. And this is a way to express yourself, right? And especially when you, I know in big families like that, you kind of have to make your mark. Otherwise, you can be uh, lost in the crowd, so to speak. I had so many people telling me what to do. And when I tried to give my input, they didn't want to hear it. So I'd be like, you know, I'm going to write this down. And when I wrote it down, they'd be like, man, she she's punching all of these words at us. Well, we're going to talk about some of your other poetry books, too, but I want to give a little taste of what you do. So you were kind enough to agree to read one of your poems. Thank God for Mississippi. So with that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Thank God for Mississippi from many more school days, holidays, and all days in life between. It was a joke said by educators in my youth. While I was educated in Louisiana for K to undergrad, I never thought that it would be a truth to me because of a bullying undergrad and a multitude of others. Even my own sisters and brothers and my own mom and dad and other family plainly stated my educational endeavors and writing skills made them mad. I was pushed out of the door of Louisiana. Hatefully, in other words, I was booted out of the booth and on my credentials and abilities so, so many did not speak the truth. I was tormented and buried alive in return of peaceful school days, holidays, and all days alive between in Louisiana to begin again in Mississippi to gain what other educators did not want me to have 
more knowledge for whatever reason. I gained more, and I thank God that Mississippi opened this door to me after I suffered from an unnecessary but necessary tragedy. I gained more to share with the world and did what was best for me. Although others in Louisiana failed to see the good in me and my personality, pedagogical, and cognitive skills that turned the wheels in my learning car to drive the world into a learning mystery, there is good and bad in my story of education, but it would only turn me into a learning sensation that will be known in many nations. I will make history, and I must say for myself, thank God for Mississippi. That that's kind of your story, right? I mean, and and, and it kind of gives us a, a brief introduction to your whole background. To kind of tell you a little bit more about it, when I was a kid, going all the way, you know, from kindergarten to twelfth grade, you know, Louisiana teachers and students would sit up there and laugh about Mississippi, how you know we were always forty died and they were fifty in the United States, and we would always say, "Thank God for Mississippi," but. I never really thought that I would end up in Mississippi uh, after some some issues with my personal life going into my professional life. But uh, this is the nature of the show. I'm not going to go into detail, but I did end up being in exile to Mississippi to start my life over and to have peace. And uh, those people really appreciated me, and that's why I was able to to gain more education, to gain a master's degree, and gain an EDS. And, now I'm in a, a doctoral program. I've got accepted to a doctoral program and, and also in a, in a college in Mississippi. So I really thank God for them. And if I wouldn't have gone there, I probably would would have not uh, been able to continue my career as an educator so, and be able to further my horizons and, and do what was best for me and also for what is in plan for my life and my destiny, which is to reach, reach children by any means necessary. Well, really, thank God for Mississippi, a place that's really underappreciated. So it's so great to see it get some of the appreciation. A lot of great writers have come from Mississippi, too, which people don't realize. That's true. And um, when I was there, I was able to visit Oxford, Mississippi, mm-hmm. uh, to see uh, William Faulkner's home, where he wrote on the wall. And um, also, I went to the Eudora uh, Wealthy uh, Museum in Jackson. Those are some of my favorite writers from Mississippi. More in a moment with Nicole S. Brown, author of More School Days, Holidays, and All Days That Lie Between, part of Nicole's elaborate poetry collection, which is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and other fine booksellers. This is Vegas Never Sleeps. Ciao, I am Giada Valenti. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Are you tired of high cable TV rates? Sign up for Dish today and get a $500 bonus offer while supplies last. Plus, lock in your price for two years guaranteed. Call All-American Dish, your Dish-authorized retailer now. 800-344-2066. 800-344-2066. That's 800-344-2066. Offers require credit qualification, 24-month commitment, early termination fee, and e-auto pay. Restrictions apply. Call for details. 
Holy gentle giants dog food, Batman. I'm Burt Ward, Robin from the Batman TV series. I was the caped crusader, and now I'm the canine crusader. After rescuing and feeding 15,500 dogs for 23 years, my wife and I created a natural, low-fat, heart-healthy, made-in-America dog food and special feeding and care program designed to help all dogs live amazingly longer, healthier, happier lives. Our dogs are living as long as 27 healthy, active years. Yours can too. That's twice their normal lifespan and triple for some breeds. Would you like your dog to live as long as 27 years and still be active and healthy? Gentle Giants Dog Food is complete nutrition for all dogs and puppies, all ages and sizes, and is different from other dog foods without the greasy coating and high fat content that can shorten your dog's life. Try our Gentle Giants Life Enhancing Dog Food for the longer, healthier, happier life of your dog. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. We are talking with Nicole S. Brown, author of More School Days, Holidays, and All Days That Lie Between, part of Nicole's elaborate poetry collection, which is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and other fine booksellers. You can go to any of the book sites, so start at Amazon or Barnes & Noble or any of the others even lesser known. You will see a list of of books that you go, my gosh, this woman is prolific and uh, all been well-received and so forth. Uh, Some of them include Who Do You Love, Love Story and Poetry, God's Calling You to Live a Life That's True, to All About Slime. I know there's a lot of talk about that. There's both a clean version and a less clean version. I guess, again... It's whatever you like. You kind of offer that, right? It's your style, but kind of in a lot of different genres. Yeah, I haven't got into science fiction, but I kind of want to. And I haven't gotten into mystery or I haven't gotten into gothic kind of stuff. I want to get into that next. <laughs> you, you are such a prolific writer, and I'm always fascinated by people. You're not that old. How is it that you're able to put so many out? I mean, is it something that you, do you write every day, or is, are, you, are you keeping like a, a notebook of ideas? Oh, I thought of this. How does that work? Well, I keep a notebook with me every day uh, when I go out, and when I feel the need to write, I will write. Being dead, I have my kids with me on a day-to-day basis. Since I've been back here in Monroe, Louisiana, I, I I don't write as much. But when I get the urge to write, I will write. But when I was in Baton Rouge, uh, when I first became a writer, and then up in, you know, even with my college years in Monroe, in my hometown, I wrote a lot. I remember in a month, one year, I had gotten into a bad experience, and I wrote 300 poems in in three months. I, I got a lot of stuff. <laughs> Some things that have not been finished yet. <laughs> well, you know, you graduated uh, from the University of Louisiana Monroe with a degree in chemistry education. You're a certified teacher and so forth. When did you realize that this was another skill set that you just had to kind of develop? Well, it was unpleasant, you know, experiences in the classroom and, in un- and unpleasant experiences and personal life that, you know, kind of pushed me into doing this. You know, I had been writing ever since I was a child, but, and I hadn't been really serious about it because, you know, being that uh, my my mom and dad were blue-collar workers and such, they was like, you're not going to make any money doing it, or you're not going to make any money singing. 
So you need to get something that, you know, you can make a lot of money doing. So that's what I I had um, really had a goal to be a pharmacist coming up at, when I was 16 years old. Simply because I just wanted, you know, a better life. But certain circumstances happened to me. And I didn't uh, achieve that goal, but I instead I became a teacher and to help my students and then, you know, to even journal about some things that, you know, affected me in my life. I just had been writing for a long time and some of the stuff, you know, I just said I was going to compile and, and finish it. And um, in, my, in the first school year that I actually wrote, I was working four times and I wrote seven books in one year. So... I was really determined to get them out there. You do a lot. You do a lot of writing. You also sing. Before we let you go, uh, we'll tell people one more time where to find these books and some of the titles. But if you wouldn't mind, I know you wanted to sing the song Summertime, the very great song from George Gershwin. Can we hear a little bit of that? When is the album coming out? You should put an album together. <laughs> have you thought about doing that? Uh, no, sir. I have not. <laughs> <laughs> well, you certainly could. That was a lot of fun. Let's tell them one more time again. Uh, some of the books you have out. The latest one is Many More School Days, Holidays, and All Days That Lie Between. And there's a number of books. I guess, Nicole, they can go just about anywhere, right, that sells books. I know Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and many, many more. Yes, they're all over the world and many online retailers. And I also have my own website. Uh, they are Etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash poetry at best and author Nicole S. Brown dot Yola site dot com. I wanted to give that one more time. It's Etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash poetry at best and author Nicole S. Brown dot Yola site. We will check that out. We will go to these sites and buy some of these books. Nicole, thank you so much. We'll talk with you again sometime. 
Thank you. Please follow Vegas Never Sleeps on all social media platforms, including Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks for listening today. This is Stephen Manchie reminding you, Vegas Never Sleeps. Oh, Vegas, here we go! Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill. Compare that to prices as high as $60 per tablet. These pills work for men and women to improve their sexual performance. And now for the price of two or three pills, you can get nearly 100. There's no need to pay expensive prices for Viagra or Cialis. Call now with your prescription and pay as little as $2 a pill. We offer 24-7 service and always free delivery and confidential packaging. Change your life for the better and have fun. Call Pharmacy Shop 24-7 to get generic versions of Viagra or Cialis for as little as $2 a pill, plus free discreet shipping. 800-622-8802 That's 800-622-8802 Victor deployed for the first time to Afghanistan in 2003. At 4 in the morning, my phone rang. They said, I regret to inform you that your husband was wounded in action. Victor sustained a moderate traumatic brain injury. I was doing school full-time, and I was also then caring for Victor. One of the most important elements of caregiving is taking care of yourself. I just didn't want to forget that I also had goals and that I also had a life. What I did is I challenged Victor to meet me halfway. There are almost six million military and veteran caregivers across the nation. We have our own journey, and we can fulfill that journey at the same time that we are helping our loved one. Visit aarp.org caregiving for a free military veteran's guide to navigate your caregiving journey and better care for your loved one and yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national healthcare alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-896-7012. 800-896-7012. 800-896-7012. That's 800-896-7012.